Yep, we're doing this. We're talking about the flipping iPhone again. Seriously, flipping, folding, hinging, just all the transformables that made all the headlines thanks to front page tech's John Prosser and Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. But we're adding a twist, not an iPhone twist, but a Shyamalan style plot twist. Here's what they said. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. Real quick, YouTube shows only a small percentage of you watching are actually subscribed. So if you like my videos, hit that button and together we can build the biggest and best community in tech. First up, Apple is working on an iPhone that has two separate displays hinged together, like a Surface Duo. Just not as limited as a Surface Duo because, well, I'll get to that in a hot minute. But I've been hearing about these prototypes since, since around 2010 or 2011, about the same time I heard about Apple working on larger versions of the iPhone 4 series. Of course, Apple never released a larger version of the iPhone 4 because they thought those early big screen technologies just kind of sucked. Like OLED, back when Pentile was so big and so un-anti-aliased, the subpixels looked like actual tiles. So Apple waited to go taller with the iPhone 5, but only went bigger with the iPhone 6 some four years later, and only went OLED with the iPhone 10 some seven years later. And a while back, John said more recent prototypes have been similar to current iPhones, like the iPhone 11, but with a forehead rather than a notch, and they looked fairly seamless when open, but that things there might just be changing as well. Basically, that Apple is now working on a full-on foldable iPhone that has one single display that opens from phone to tablet, like the Galaxy Fold. And Apple's been looking at that kind of technology, that flexible OLED technology since it's become a thing. They just didn't think it was durable enough for prime time. So back in 2017, they folded it inside the iPhone 10 casing instead so they could create that corner to curved corner display. And Mark said they haven't prototyped a full folding handset yet, just worked on the display tech in the labs, which John says are panels supplied by Samsung using their OLED process, like the one used for the Galaxy Fold. But another twist on that in a minute as well. Because same as bigger iPhones in 2010, Apple's just not like Samsung. Their culture is different. They're just not super eager to always yell first in the comment section of major markets. They're happy to wait, to watch, to see how products like Samsung's are received, to see what problems people still have with them, and then to figure out Apple-style solutions. That's why, for customers like us, it's actually really great to have both Apple and Samsung and everyone else using different go-to-market strategies. We can try out the Galaxy Fold right now, even if we're still waiting for Apple to make the iPhone Fold. And also, apparently, the iPhone Flip that opens from a pocket watch into a phone like the Moto Razor or Galaxy Flip. Because, let's face it, Apple has billions of dollars. Actually, their billions of dollars have billions of dollars. They can not only easily, easily afford to explore, even prototype everything every competitor is making, but anything any blogger, podcaster, or creator can even imagine. And proof positive for that is just how many flippin' folding patents are already in Apple's portfolio. It's redonkulous. Mark said Apple has at least discussed a phone that unfolds to the same size as the current 6.7-inch iPhone 12 Pro Max. But here, it's important to remember that Apple doesn't just use Samsung's OLED process as is. They provide their own design specs, sometimes their own material specs, and implement them often very differently as well. For example, John said Apple's Flip wouldn't use Samsung's protective coating, but a version of their and Corning's ceramic shield instead. So when exactly will Apple unfold or unflip any or all of these iPhones? Well, 
Apple kind of looks at new and emerging tech like foldables in stages of maturity. You've got kindergarten level, primary level, eventually graduate level, ready for prime time. And with very few exceptions, they keep all the early experiments just strictly internal. Their version of the Galaxy Fold or Flip 1 will just always and only ever exist in the labs, never on the shelves. When they say there are a thousand no's for every yes, it's because they literally test out tons and tons of products that they will never ship for every single one that they do. But I'm still really bullish on this. Unlike Android, which Google is working on with companies like Microsoft, Samsung, and Moto to adapt to foldables, iOS has had auto layout and size classes for years already. There are watch interfaces and apps on the ultra compact side and iPad OS and the biggest catalog of tablet apps in the world on the expansive side, except for Instagram, because it's 2021 and there's still no damn iPad version. Seriously? And with newer technologies like SwiftUI, which is what Apple used to scale the new widget system from the Apple Watch through the iPhone to the Mac, it's not hard to imagine all the software heavy lifting is all just mostly done already. And let's face it, humans, as humans, we love to fold stuff. Books, wallets, tacos, pizza, if you're not an animal, clothing, glasses, everything. And I'm sure foldables, transformables of all kinds are at the very least part of the near future of consumer tech as well. Just like Nebula, where I post ad-free versions of all of these videos, many of them with bonus and extended content as well like full-length versions of my interviews with iJustine, MKBHD, John Gruber, Jonathan Morrison, and many more. Also, Apple Talk, my new Psychology of Technology podcast with psychotherapist Georgia Dow, which has a bonus topic only available on Nebula. So what does any of this have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, we worked out a deal where if you sign up at curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie, not only will you get access to CuriosityStream's incredible catalog of documentaries and series, you'll also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is over 40% off. That's less than $12 a year. A year. It's just the absolute best deal in streaming. So click the link in the description and get CuriosityStream for 40% off and Nebula for free. Or you can go to curiositystream.com slash Renee Ritchie. It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly for less than $12 per year. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. For a ton more on Apple's 2021 iPhones, real and imagined, click on the playlist above. I'm going through all the leaks, doing all the in-depth analysis, making all the previews. So click the playlist above and I'll see you in the next video.